Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hello, the internet. Welcome to Season 231, Episode 2 of the Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is the podcast where we take a deep dive into America's fucked up shared consciousness. Buckle your ear belts because it's Tuesday, April 5th, 2022. You know what April 5th is. I'm not a fool. I know what April 5th is because I celebrate <laughs> this every year because I'm so loyal to it. National Library Workers Day. Shout hey. out all the library workers. Shout out all the people who fuck with the Dewey Decimal System. I seize you. Also, I'd be a fool because I don't know about this day. And more than one person said, hey, man, April 5th, you really got to shut this day out. I said, okay, what is it? They said first contact day. I said, I don't wear contact lenses, but I do like the <laughs> Jodie Foster film contact. And the first time I saw it, I can't remember. Is it the anniversary of that? No, it's about April 5th, 2063. Fuck with me going to the future really quick. All my Trekkies out there because it celebrates the day the first time Earthlings encounter the Vulcans. Hey. So big day. Important day in the history. Sorry, dude, we don't have this day. Okay, we don't have the greatest Star Trek character of all time, Spock. Right. So is this Spock? Gift. Wait, but this is someone else though. April fifth. This isn't when they pulled up on Spock. This is no, when they no. Met some other Spock Vulcans. was birthed after because his mom is human and his dad is Vulcan. Oh yes, right. Shout out to all my half people out there. Yeah. <laughs> 
Dude, half people like what's like we should do like a half like half breed fantasy draft. Like who do you have? Like you got Blade, okay. Spock, fucking Harry Potter. Isn't Harry Potter half? I mean he's half magic half. Not his mom was muggle technically, so yes. Right, right. I'm just saying, you know, just for yeah. for people out there, biracial people out there, you know, we, we can also celebrate some. Oh, someone said Hermione. Oh, so okay, Hermione. Okay, I see you. No, Becca. No, Hermione. Okay. Both of Hermione's parents are Muggles. She's a witch, but that doesn't make her oh from two separate worlds. So it's just like, wait, so is she like a Rachel Dolezal type witch? But she's not faking it. Oh, okay. Sometimes well, I Muggles don't... just birth a magical. Oh, they do. <laughs> see, I don't know yes. shit about Harry Potter, so <laughs> I'm like. I don't know. Like, did she just sneak in? They're like, you know, Hermione. Like, it's just snuck she's fronting, in. bro. Do you see the way she said Expelliarmus? Oh, my. Okay. My. Anyway, um, I'm fucking Miles Gray, a.k.a. My new things to eat bananas, whack yellow is too raw. I need that black. That's how I get my potassium. That's how I get my potassium. <laughs> I start from bananas, B-A-N-A-N-U-S. I start. From Bananas, no. B-A-N-A-N-U-S. <laughs> Shout out to Fighter of the Nightman for that wonderful Gwen Stefani Hollaback Girl, a.k.a. Yes, because this is all about alternative ways of eating fruit. We talked about eating apples from the bottom up. Uh, and other people talk about you don't open your bananas from that, like, top notch that, you know, that connects all the bananas together. You start from the bottom. That's where the action's at. So a quick reference to that. But. I don't need to press that any further. What I do need to press further is introducing my guest host, someone who is just wonderful, is just brilliant, is intelligent, has a, like knows fucking everything. I said, what the fuck is first contact day? And she's like, oh, this is very important. <laughs> Count on this person to help me not be completely ignorant of everything that's happening in the world. Please welcome my guest co-host, Joelle Monique. Hey, welcome back to me. Yes. Welcome I back to I added to myself <laughs> as a Potterhead in these troubling times of Potterdom. So uh, sorry. Wait, is that bad? You're really, you were really rubbing your it's temple. It's really like... frustrating uh, to have loved something so much and to now want to be just so far away from it to the point yeah. where you're like, if it, I think the ballsiest things Warner Brother could, they'll never do it because, you know, capitalism, but mm -hmm. they're like, you know what? We're just going to pack up Harry Potter land. Like, we don't deserve right. it. Uh, <laughs> that's over. We don't want to be. <laughs> contributing to the spread of transphobia in such a vitriolic way but yeah it's 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 no longer fun she ruined it <laughs> right 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 it happens it happens <sighs> sorry people uh, things change we all change you know we all grow yeah. up well mm. let's introduce our guest today um like this is somebody who's come on the show on the regular been down since the earliest episodes and you know one of the smartest comedians out there not just because their observational humor is just cutting and, and razor sharp. It's actually because they have a doctorate in neuroscience. Okay. Uh, you may have seen their stand-up, I don't know, places like Comedy Central, maybe Amazon Prime. Maybe you even uh, heard the newest album, yes. Midnight Oil. Well, please welcome to the show the OG of DMV license. What is that? Driver's license photo pranks. Yes, I <laughs> almost had a flawless intro. John Ozele! Hey, Zach Gang. Good to be What's back. What's up, Jono? Yeah. How yeah. are you? I'm well. Check out that new album. It's on, you know, you can buy new um, websites with just different URL extensions. So it's not .com. Mm -hmm. It's like .golf anymore. So I simplified it. You can get my album on jokes.farm. Or, yes. or my favorite bible.recipes 
<laughs> Bible.recipe. Smash, smash that HTTP, HS, what, whatever, slash, slash, Bible.recipes and <laughs> get that, get that midnight oil. Bam, bam, oh bam. Are there any Christian moms emailing you angrily yet? Like, there are no <laughs> right. recipes on here. Right. And if there were, God would not like them. Oh, no. I need. I want that he is risen three-layer dip. <laughs> oh, my God. For the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I won't tell you what I put in the sour cream. That's proprietary. <laughs> oh, no. I was just thinking, are there Bible recipes? Well, so one one of my jokes in the album, which has made me think of it, is that like there's a rule that you're not supposed to eat owls in the Bible. Oh, and it's like, wow, what what was happening back in biblical times that they had to get God right. involved with these uh, bird recipes, right? Or is it like, is it just like a thing too, where because like you know the Bible is written by fucking people who are right. just like had you know just like yeah this is what I'm pretty sure I heard was going yeah. on based on these letters I have <laughs> is like the it's like people are just taking shots just like you know like they're subtweeting people through the, how they're writing the Bible and they're like also don't eat owls because <laughs> I went over to Joseph's house the owl that they were serving there was trash don't ever do that shit <laughs> a bunch of uh, puts over there. Right. Be like, the Pharisees are eating owls. We can't allow that. Right. Anyway, I don't know. That's, owls that's are trash. What were you saying, Joe, before I was like, wait, Bible recipes? <laughs> no, that's a really good question. Um, I would be interested. Bread from olden times doesn't taste good. Have you ever been on one of those museum adventures where, like, this is what actual yeah. bread would have tasted like back in the day? Horrible. We have really, we are live in a great time for bread. So I don't even know if I'd want to be eating Bible recipes. They would probably black flavor no <laughs> um, i wanted to ask john about the dog on the cover of the album uh because it's adorable and oh yeah it. my boy larry larry yeah so my my <laughs> dog larry uh he's a half beagle half jack russell and uh i exploitatively used him to propose to my now wife yeah because mm -hmm. i Got him a, a name tag that read, will you marry me on it? And then oh. on the back, I clarified it was from me and not Larry. And then I put the <laughs> ring on the collar as well. So she couldn't say no. It's, uh, did you, you, so you made your life a real rom-com. Like you did it. Congratulations. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Living the dream. Mm -hmm. And I see you got a, you got, you got some uh, Clippers gear on. Is that oh yeah. Yeah. Right Good clips. Yeah. Kawhi, yeah. come back healthy, you know. When you, whenever you're ready. Yeah, I mean, yeah, L.A. We're not, uh, we're not doing too hot right now. But as a Bulls fan, Kawhi, take all the time you need. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly, heal up, buddy. Listen, I will drop the, Don't let the them rush you back. The Clippers uh, slogan for their whole existence: "We'll get you next year." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> Yo, you thought it was this year? So wait till next year. Wait till next year. Uh, and the Lakers is uh, just don't come here. <laughs> the, the, these people don't know what basketball is and they'll eat you alive uh, because they don't know what's going on. The Lakers. You know what, though? I like the Bulls because I'm, I, I think I might I think I might be rooting for the Bulls in the post. Listen, they're the really Grizzlies. like the underdog team this year. They're, they're yeah. scrappy. Yeah. They, they struggle, but they fight. I love that they're mostly just fourth quarter champions. Like Every game, it's like, are they going to pull off another miracle or not? It's really like heart-pounding right. stuff. It's been fun. I feel like the Bulls you know theme trait is like every year we're like are we back in our jordan era is this it are we coming back yeah. no not this yeah. time 
It's cool. It's fine. We'll get there. We're gonna, we're gonna come back sometime. I mean, Lavar Ball would believe that Lonzo is the, the second coming of Michael Jordan. So I mean, in no way, and he's playing really well. So, and I'm not gonna hate, uh, you know, on on the Cali native. Uh, but anyway, like like Anna said in a few episodes, uh, like last week, uh, we're legally barred from talking about the NBA because that's what uh, Jack and I's new podcast, Mad Boosties, is okay. for. See, quick, quick plug opportunity right there. That's how you oh, do I see it. you working it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very tired. <laughs> yeah, you working that shit. Um, let's tell Jono and the listeners what we're going to be talking about before we ask him some questions. First of all, Biden going to the DOJ, sort of having a look around like that John Travolta from Pulp Fiction meme where he's like, mm. what the fuck's going on in here? Are you? Are, are y'all doing anything in here? There's There seems to be a lot of feelings on the Hill swirling around what Merrick Garland, our attorney general, is or is not doing. Uh, meanwhile, we need to talk about uh, Truth Social because like some of the metrics are here. Before we knew it was a bad, like just the launch was terrible. People were on waiting lists. But now we're starting to see some like real hard numbers as to what's going on. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so bad. It's good. I like that. I like that. And then talk about the Grammys. Uh, from a bunch of people who didn't watch the Grammys. But I will only talk about the Grammys vis-a-vis my text, like my group threads I'm on. Mm -hmm. And that's how I kind of gauge what's happening in the world to see what penetrates the group thread for people to talk about. So we'll Mm -hmm. talk about a couple moments uh, that I then read up on. And then just some quick things about the refrigerator. There's apparently like shit that you should not put on the refrigerator door. Like it's not good for the food. I look, this is all these are. These are like nuanced little tips about your refrigerator. But when I hear them, I'm like, oh, I didn't really even think about that. So maybe we'll get to that. Or we'll just eat spoiled food like a family would <laughs> all together. Uh, but first, Jono, what's something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? So one thing that I'm really excited about is I, I just Googled uh, Glacier Tours near Anchorage because I'm oh, going yeah. to Alaska on tomorrow <gasps> for the rest of the week for a comedy festival called the Before You Die Fest. Nice. So, <laughs> before yeah, You so, Die Fest. Yeah, which I is great. That. Perfect name, because, yeah, it's, it's yeah. one of those things that I wanted to see before I died was Alaska and the glaciers up there. So I was seeing, like, what glaciers I could see while I'm up there, because there's only a certain amount of time we have to see them, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. before I die and before the planet dies, I want to see these glaciers. So I'm going to try to yeah. get a good glimpse at a big iceberg uh, on the land. I saw I the one time I've been to Alaska, went to, with my grandparents because old black people love a cruise. We went to Alaska many years ago. And there, when we stopped in Juneau, I got to see the Mendenhall Glacier. And it's seeing a glacier is like equal parts. Like you're just like, oh, my God, man, fucking earth, huh? And then the other part is like, oh, my God, man, we're fucking Earth, huh? Like, totally. <laughs> oh, God. Because, like, yeah, there's just it, it, there's just something about seeing, like, you're like, that's, like, the the photos from, like, even 60 years ago. And you're like, oh, no. Like, what happens when the ice cube goes full water? Is that bad? <laughs> but I'm sure for the science curious like yourself, it's it's a sight to behold. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. If I can even get there. I, I haven't booked a ticket yet. Okay. Okay. Well, look, I know there's, I, there's, I know there's AK Zeit gang. Look, if you're in Alaska, you got some glacier tips. Hit up Jono. He's a good dude. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe you have a personal glacier you can show him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely, definitely worth checking out. Also, you hear the weirdest shit being talked about at a glacier, like because typically there'll be like an informational center or like near the glacier, like observation point. And there you hear the wildest takes around climate change because it's a bunch of people from all over being like, let's check out the glacier. 
mm-hmm. then you get to it, and then the stuff on the walls are saying like, due to climate change and the increasing temperatures, this shit is receding. And it's like, look, just look at this thing. You could swipe over to see the change in fucking ten years, even. And that always kicks off like weird intra-family debates. Like the one time I was there, just like this older woman was to her husband, she's like, Bill, this seems so bad that it, <laughs> it, 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 it what's but what. I mean, if it goes away, that this could be bad for our grandkids. And they're like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it, it doesn't really matter. You know, like it, they say it's, they say it's going away, but nothing's really changing. You're like, oh, oh, Bill, look at the wall. It's right there in front of you. Don't <laughs> nope. ignore the evidence. You Bill, know, like, hit the accelerator. If you go to uh, Atlanta, there you can. That's where the CDC is, and you can go to like the CDC museum within it. Oh, and that's no. like a tourist destination. I'd love to right. see families go there. It's like, well, you know, they say they cured polio and stuff, but like, you know, we have those wheelchair ramps now. I think it would have been fine if we just didn't uh, just didn't vaccinate anyone. Vaccines are overrated. I mean, like, where's wow. you know the science is still out on whether they work. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> and you hear polio's coming back, so I don't know yeah. if they're really working. Because people aren't vaccinating against it anymore, you fuckwit. Um, <laughs> but enough of our collective. I mean, that's the thing. I'm, I'm sure, like, I sh- we, should, we should go on a tour of places where it's like you have, like, these sort of cultural flashpoint kind of places where people are going to have wildly different takes, but still bother to go there. You know what I mean? Like, you don't give a fuck about the climate, but you want to see the glacier. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't. All science is fake, but you. You're like, yeah, let's, let's check out the CDC. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can get in an argument. Jono, what's something you think is overrated? Overrated would be getting married in your twenties. I oh, uh, yeah. I recently got married in my thirties, and oh, I got to say, the gifts you get way better. I remember giving people wedding gifts back in the day when I was in my twenties. My <laughs> normal friends. We're getting yes. married. I'd give them. I'd go to like Goodwill, get a bunch of plates, you know, right. a, anything I could find there. I got my one of my best friends a trophy for his wedding, and like I'm sure, what what good did that ever do? But now, they, my friends have, and family have upgraded my kitchen. It's just like I'm I'm doing all the masterclass chefs uh, things now with all my new knives. Right, yeah, good cookware. I just drank Deep. some uh, Nespresso from my little big Virtuo thing. It is nice. I gotta say. Wait, Miles just got married. What's the yep. best gift you got? Oh shit, the best thing. You know, honestly, it, it's a set of cutting boards. <laughs> 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 I really wanted good fucking cutting boards. I had the same fucked up like wood block from IKEA. Mm. I've been rocking around for ages, and I just can't really do work. And I saw this shit, these like cool, like post consumer made pressed board, like things that you could put in the dishwasher, fucking anything. It was a super strong. I have like five different sizes. See, and you know, I fuck with it because I'm already like, and I got my cutting boards. <laughs> and, that's the, and I think that is the difference, right? Because I totally feel you, Jono, on the point of like, in my 20s, my half the time, I feel like, yo. Motherfucker, I'm broke as shit. Like I'm here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like y'all had a destination wedding and I'm here. Okay. Yeah. I got I'll hook you up with some weed when we get back yeah, in town. Yeah. Me wearing a suit is the gift. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or like or going in with my friends being like, okay, we'll go to Macy's where the registry's at and we'll each buy one of the hand towels. <laughs> but we'll put them we'll put them both no. together from both of us. So it looks like at least they got the whole set, but it's from two of us. There you go. But now I think as you get older, your actual imagination for the kind of shit that you want 
mm-hmm. expands because you you're living a little more. If I got married mm-hmm. in my 20s, I would have asked for a volcano vaporizer. Stop <laughs> it. I'm serious. That's all. I would be like, that's it. I don't need anything else. I'm like, I have plastic plates and shit. I don't. I'm good. <laughs> now I got nice drinking glasses. You know, yeah. what's, what was the nicest yeah. thing for you? Um, I mean, the thing I was most excited about was these knives. They got the yeah. Gustav classic set. It's oh, like, Ooh. I mean, okay. I, I cut my fingers so deep when I cut now. It's like <laughs> to I'm the getting, bone, baby. Yeah. Unless you're giving yourself a laceration, you don't have good enough lot knives. You're just getting yeah. a surface cut. I feel like I got to find a friend to like go in on a scheme and be like, girl, we got to get married. So <laughs> and then we'll just divide the gifts afterwards yes. and go our separate ways. Yeah. We don't have to tell anybody, but yeah. I could use a kitchen upgrade. Is all I'm saying. Man, you could, you could really scam some people. Just, just give yourself a fake destination wedding and like invite yeah. everyone, you know, and just say like, if you can't make it, here's our registry. It's fine. <gasps> and then just go to Hawaii. Yeah. It's a one month journey to the venue. <laughs> but no pressure obviously yeah. uh, most people can't come I but i well, aside from the gifts do you think there's any advantages to getting married in your 30s aside oh, from your 20s yeah i mean like you just know you're not you know who you are and everyone else in their 20s is still figuring it out so like you know you you can like have a better starting point for your relationship where you're not just like right. yeah but i mean like are do you know how you how you do the chores do you know how you process your emotions all that stuff is like you're like okay I, I i have a better starting place i'm not like in the wilderness with like my own shit before, right <laughs> before exactly. before my wife or, or husband or uh, spouse at any point has to figure it out for me right yeah i mean it's still you know i still we all we're all growing still to this day but of course it is it is easier I'm, i would be an absolute mess if i got married 10 years ago oh yeah i would have I mean, we would have probably got, we probably would have split up before the wedding because we would have fought about gifts on the register. <laughs> right. Like, I would have been so juvenile and adolescent about it. Like, I probably would have, like, crossed a bridge by saying something stupid and, like, the fight. Like, why do we even need that? Like, you can't even cook. And don't even <laughs> act like getting this new pot says going to fix Hell that. No. I I need the cutting boards. Then I would have found my ass. My mom again, she's like, oh, you're moving back in? I'm like, yeah, mom, she doesn't fucking get it. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I think there is is something uh, a little bit more advantageous. Uh, I guess you do know yourself. That's why I'm always blown away by people who are like high school sweethearts. I'm like, y'all really made it through like your fucking late 20s? For real? That's crazy. Especially now, because like my grandma did that when she was 19. She like snuck out her window and eloped to the boy who's her next door neighbor and they met in like first or second grade oh my god and they like snuck back into their windows at the end like their separate windows at the end of the night and didn't tell anybody for like a week or two but you know back in those wow. days like divorce nearly unheard of you know yeah. what i mean like you're like we well we did it so we're right. in and, it and everyone had like stress break stress-based chronic illness <laughs> so, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> different eras we're in now for sure totally. that's so romantic though damn you're over here being Isn't like it? yeah she eloped with the neighbor boy i'm like what is this some fucking disney stuff yeah so stinking cute oh, love adorable that's and that's the other thing it's always like cute there's never the like man it was fucked up and we just yeah. toughed it out together <laughs> like typically it's like they're exceptional relationships you're like I was in love with him since third grade. <laughs> yeah, you don't okay. you don't see the struggles after that though. That's the thing. Like you, that's the warmer movie version of it. It's like where they won the war 
And then also they had to deal with a bunch of PTSD afterward. Right, exactly. <laughs> and they just raised a family. No problems. No problems at all. He sorted My best out. from elementary school did that too. When she was in second grade, she picked out a kid and she was like, I'm going to marry that kid. And then she did. Whoa. And they still, they got married when she was 20. Yeah, she was yeah. having her first baby like a couple of days after her 21st birthday. Which is nuts. Okay. It was nuts. Four kids now. Hey, I don't know high school sweethearts, what what's the secret? Aside from yeah. just being more afraid of being alone than being together forever, what is the secret? Please let us know. I secretly <laughs> just flame everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that solve, was solve the human struggle for us, please. Right. <laughs> that was like honestly, that? you're like, yeah, I'm salty because that's how I used to always. That that was Miles used to be the salty loner guy. It was like, I don't get this shit because I was like. I haven't sorted out my own parents' divorce yet. So I was more just like looking outside of myself. I'm like, that's the problem over there. I'm like, therapy? What? Huh? Oh. Oh, thank you. I need to I need to do some forgiveness. Okay. Got it. Anyway, Here shout out is. to Dr. Shamitra, my therapist. I know I haven't seen you in a minute, but that's because you're the shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> underrated, Jono. What is something you think is underrated? Uh, the flip side of this, like being older when you get married is, uh, and just older in general, is like the underrated is having joints that work. Because <laughs> now I'm like, Go on. I have I have a brace now for every joint that I have. Like this wow. this uh, this little thing on my wrist that is not a bracelet that is a brace. Oh, I I have to wear it because I have a torn TFCC ligament in my wrist. Um, oh shit! <laughs> and like, yeah, I I I got it. From doing, I do get all my injuries now from doing innocuous things. Like I have tennis elbow. I've never played tennis in thirty years. Right. So like I just <laughs> get it from like putting together furniture, or I got my wrist thing because I was my other buddy got married last year. Last year, and I was doing the the Jewish chair row the the Nagila, and I just ripped it too hard, and uh, he was too oh. heavy, and so I was like supporting too much of his weight, and I oh, was just like. It was all in your tendons, basically? It was basically. all in my wrist, and so oh. now I have to wear a brace until it heals over the course of however many years, because nothing heals. Nothing heals oh. anymore. My heel doesn't heal. I have, I have plantar fasciitis. <laughs> you have a heel that won't heal you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I have Achilles tendonitis. I have plantar fasciitis. I got a, you, you name a joint, I got a brace for it. Do it you stinks. have... I, I will say, I do have a question. Do you have legal representation for your horror-based injury that you experienced <laughs> at your friend's wedding? Because I specialize in horror-based injuries okay. at weddings. Uh, I do people who are lifting the chairs. Also, brides and grooms that have fallen from the chair due oh. to reckless horror chair lifting. You know, I've seen, I've seen them all, man. And I get, at minimum, $200 for my clients. Mm. At maximum, $300. That's going to you know. cover the gift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, join... I don't, it's funny, the one thing I remember, like, when I was starting, as I got older, and, like, was really trying to connect, like, with my grandparents more, like, in that meaningful way, where you're, like, acknowledge, you're, like, oh, you know what, their time's limited, like, I really want to have, like, meaningful conversations. My grandfather would always say the same shit to me, he'd just be like, just stretch your body. <laughs> just stretch your body. That's all. He's like, honestly, keep your body loose. I know you think you can still move around like you think you can when you're wrong, until you do and you can't. He's like, so just maintain your limberness. And I was like, you always come back to that. Like, yes. <laughs> That's some wisdom right thing. there. I wish I'd yeah, grandpa that. knows. Yeah. Grandpa knows. And you know, he used to dance too. He was like, he'd like to dance to get his get his hips loose. But you know, when you when you start hitting when you go north of eighty five, 
And I'm not talking about the, the highway. It's, <laughs> it gets yeah. dodgy. All right. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back to talk some news. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Let's check in with the Department of Justice. Last week, there was a lot of announcements as it related to the January 6th trial. We had missing call logs for over seven hours where, you know, if you were to believe the call logs, Donald Trump didn't speak to anyone on January 6th at all. And <laughs> never heard of a burner phone either, because most people were like, OK, then he's using a burner phone. He's like, never. I don't even know that is. I mean, I know the rapper, the MC burner. But does that anything to do with the burner phone? No. But yes, he. The, the, well, then we heard Jared Kushner went to go speak with the January 6th committee and everyone's like, oh, shit, that's like the closest to Trump that you're getting in terms of someone speaking to that committee. And it just felt like, OK, we're starting to see a lot of stinky shit like, you know, there's smoke, there's a fire at the Capitol. But things have been moving really, really slow. And I think, you know, the, in the, the backdrop to all of this, like sort of slow moving of this investigation or at least the lack of energy from the perceived lack of energy from the DOJ is that, you know, if the Democrats keep on their streak of like lukewarm policy hits or just straight up reversals on promises, you're looking at a very high likelihood of the GOP taking over the House and dissolving the January 6th committee. So you got about nine months to figure this shit out. That's like the energy that's in the Democratic Party right now. And Merrick Garland on Friday, because everybody's been like, come on, fuck Merrick Garland. What the fuck are you doing? Like, we got all these people we've been sending, you know, referrals to the DOJ for contempt and you're not doing anything. He said on Friday, he's like, look, there, this isn't going to be a rushed prosecution. We're going to follow the facts exactly where they lead. And that's just about it. You know, just have some patience. And this is kind of like a, causing a lot of stress. And then the, the DOJ will point to certain numbers like, yeah, there have been over 750 arrests. There is someone has a, cons- a seditious conspiracy charge. There have been almost 300 people that have been charged with obstructing Congress's duty. So, you know, things are happening. But you're like, well, when does the case begin to come together? And that's why Joe Biden is asking questions out loud. Now. Yeah, that's that's like what Merrick Garland needs to take a page out of Brett Kavanaugh and Clarence Thomas about his conf- uh, Supreme Court nomination. And just right. go on his own revenge tour. Because right. like Clarence Thomas has been on his revenge tour for like two and a half decades now. Right. Or three, no, <laughs> like four decades. I don't even know. Yeah, four decades. Almost. No, three. That yeah, was like three. 91. Something yeah, like something like that. And he like he's been like he they, they brought up his pubic hair on the can. He's like, I'm going to I'm going to flame these guys forever. And right. I'm going to do it. And, and so like and now he's now we're reaping the. <laughs> the whirlwind from his own revenge tour at the January 6th because his wife helped plan it and everything. Right. Kavanaugh's burning it all down. Like they, they took a single slight and, and just went absolute war and Merrick Garland got snubbed and should be doing the same thing. Whereas like, he is like, oh, I have to be a serious bullet, blah, blah, blah. I'm just well, doing, yeah, I mean, calling the balls and strikes. It's like, buddy, they're, they're coming after you. There, there, there was a, a noose out there for Mike Pence. You think there's not one for you? As soon as right. they take over, everyone is in danger if you don't do your job a little faster. Right. It is it is it is a little alarming, right? Because like you're saying, for how pressing this issue is, 
it seems like very casual, right? You know, this all signs point to total rat fuckery in the com- coming elections because bigotry as a platform doesn't appeal to a majority of voters. It works very, you know, uh, strategically with how you gerrymander districts and, and have these certain like nailed on red seats. But overall, if everything was just a gen- put to a general election, it's a losing platform. So they're relying more on more on this underhanded shit. You look at the rally that Trump had over the weekend. He's like out here advocating for people in very specific roles that have to do with being able to determine election out, uh, results or the adjudication of an election result. And so, yeah, I think that's why we're kind of curious of like, is it that he's being too scared that he doesn't want to utilize the full powers of the Department of Justice? Because a lot of people are like, Yo, these the, Congress said, yeah, we're referring you to the Department of Justice because you're completely ignoring our subpoenas that are like lawful. And you're saying, yeah, I feel like in any other situation, like you get arrested or something like, you know, that's. And again, we find ourselves in this weird spot. Where we're like, FBI, FBI. <laughs> like, well, no, hold on. Oh my Let's not get too excited. That's a slippery slope. Uh, <laughs> I know, horrible. That's I know. like the weirdest. And it's the weirdest fucking sentiment. You're like, but fuck, these guys are out here cooking out in the fucking just plain view and putting out you can, it's, it's it's very clear to see like what their aims are but this is what joe biden said this is from uh, a new york times article that just came out just sort of like summing up what the what president joe biden is thinking about it said quote as recently as late last year mr biden confided to his inner circle that he believed former president donald trump was a threat to democracy and should be prosecuted according to two people familiar with his comments And while the president has never communicated his frustrations directly to Mr. Garland, he has said privately that he wanted Mr. Garland to act less like a ponderous judge and more like a prosecutor who is willing to take decisive action over the events of January 6th. I like that, too. It's like you're not going to tell him straight up, but you will have them leak it to the New York (laughs) Times. So you have the thing like, I wish privately that this guy would get off his ass privately. I would never say that because I'm president, but also... Cause I don't yeah. Want, yeah, it's it, it's messy and it's sort of, I mean, not even sort of. It's it's genuinely frightening to be like, ooh, is our democracy gonna hold? <laughs> and for <laughs> right. how much longer? Yeah. yeah, is it time to leave? Oh no. And I'm I wonder how many people really understand, like, how even wonkier, off kilter the United States would be, like when we fully fall into like the federalist society is like dream world mm, the coke brothers yeah. dream world that's a fucking weird place too but that's you know incremental and then i think people will begin to i guess realize mm-hmm. what's at stake in that sense but a lot of people talk about you know merrick garland you know he has the pedigree for domestic terrorism you know he was able to get that conviction against timothy mcveigh for the oklahoma city bombing and you know and many people are like that was many years ago and since that time he's been mostly a judge which is why this ponderous judge quote is coming out Mm. because he is saying i'm going to like look at every single thing and a lot of people who know him say it's just that's just how he works like he wants to make sure that if he's if he's gonna actually try and fucking go after the former president that it has to be it has to be able to withstand an inevitable appeals process and has to be basically ironclad and that's where i'm just like oh god i don't know if i I don't know how optimistic I can be about that happening just because the data set that I'm looking at when it comes to justice uh, in the country, it's not very, doesn't reinforce my optimism. I still feel like these things, like the one thing about 
I mean, living in a republic and and watching these things sort of play out is like it does take time, and mm-hmm. to do it correctly, it takes a whole lot of time. And so, but it's so hard to place your faith in these leaders, especially I think. I don't even know if especially now, like kind of always has been difficult mm-hmm. if you're a black person, <laughs> but yeah. for a lot of folks just to like sit around and be like, are you doing the right thing? And we don't have a lot of time to wait. Yeah. I no. also want you to be able to do this in court. It's uh, it's, yeah. it's very challenging. It's like Mueller was like, they said like, oh, similar methodical and not political, all that stuff. Where he's like, I'm just gathering facts. And like, he brought a pretty clear case, but then like, he also did it. And, like Merrick has to do it faster to do it in a time when something will be done about it because right. like if, if and when like there's a political changeover like the same thing with when Barr got Mueller's report he's like and none of that matters and it was right. like not that big a deal it's like yeah there's all this evidence right here of obstruction and all this collusion all this stuff like that but I'm not doing anything about it so like that's why you like not just have to be methodical and, and make sure it sticks but like do it when there can be something done about it right because yeah. <laughs> otherwise they're just going to sweep it under the rug. Like this is the only you bring this case, or there's just going to be no more legitimate cases indefinitely. Like you know, right? Make it count, <laughs> but do it fast. And a lot of people say like, "Don't worry." Like you know, you I, and I get it. I know fuck all about how a federal prosecution works outside yeah. of what I read. So like, I'm not going to be here and say like, "Well, based on this, I, nothing's going to happen," because some people seem to be heartened by the fact that. The you know, it's clear that the scope of the investigation is widening to not just like being like the people who entered the building, but to be like, okay who are the money people who is actually dedicating time and money to like the infrastructure to get people physical bodies there. What does that whole web of people look like? And also like this whole campaign to get a new slate of electors to try and overturn the election results. But I, I don't know. I mean. I'm after like the Robert Mueller thing. I'm just like, I don't know. Are people just going to start making merch until the inevitable like <laughs> faltering of this investigation? And they're like, it's like, what do you even do with Garland? Like, there's nothing like at least Mueller was like Miller time. You had it's Mueller yeah. time. Can we even do anything like actually yeah. witty with Merrick Garland? Merrick Garland. Mary, Mary Garland's like the yeah, like Christmas. Christmas. So he better release it. On like after it'll probably be between when the Democrats lose power and, and before the Republicans actually take over between November and January. Well, <laughs> That's when it's gonna drop. Yikes! You know how Republicans love to stop. Like, well, we can't count it until this new yeah. new group is in. <laughs> yeah, at this, point, at this point, the Democrats are like, "Man, we're not gonna fucking forgive student loan debt." So like, can you just like arrest these people by election day? <laughs> that would help a lot, or at least expose them by then. So we don't have people don't pay attention to our terrible shortcomings as a party is what I'm sure a lot of Democratic leadership is worried about, too. Yeah. So, yeah, it is what it is. Psych Gang, let us know if you have any good Merrick Garland merch ideas. (laughs) I'm really is it or is it or is that more indicative of how like even the cynicism is for like libs? Is there even like, (laughs) dude, can't even can't even get excited for like a Merrick Garland merch idea (laughs) because even like libs are like, we've already lost at that point. If we're relying on the merch sales, (laughs) (laughs) that's our metric. I'm like, based on these merch sales, there used to be like a correlation with like the how bad a comedian was versus how long their merch pitch was. Just like, right. it's like, and here's here's this T-shirt from the the fourth joke you heard, and then right. here, here's these koozies <laughs> I'm selling, and then uh, whatever. 
But anyway, buy my album, buy Midnight Oil, Jokes.Farm, <laughs> Bible.Recipes. Any good, any good merch? I mean, so the, um, no one buys CDs anymore. Like, and I only want to yeah. sell like album related stuff at, at after shows. So instead of CDs and download codes, I'm going to put the sticker, which is prayer candle aesthetics onto an actual prayer candle. And, oh, then, nice. and then give out download codes with it. So you can buy the album, but also be able to burn the midnight oil. Hmm? Oh, hmm? wow. Huh? huh? Come on. Come done. on, Zyke gang. He's burn, done it. Burn some midnight oil with uh, at Jokes.Farm. <laughs> there you go. Jokes.Farm, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Garland.Sucks, y'all. <laughs> check it out. Uh, okay, let's also check in uh, just with, with uh, Donald Trump's Truth Social which ha- which is well and truly now I think we can we can finally lay it in the ground and set it on fire at least from the perspective of what a usable app is now I don't know if Trump will still carry like hold on to this fantasy that it will be a Twitter revenge killer mm-hmm. but you know this was this was like his big thing since the tech companies basically banished him for for you know all his seditious behavior <laughs> They were like, yeah, 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 this isn't really for you. This isn't for you. So this was like his idea of being like, well, I've got something else coming. It's called Truth Social, and you can put your truth out there and retruth someone else's truth and like my truths. Cool. Great marketing. And you know what? The enthusiastic reception from his minions, for a second, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe this will be the one. Because it wasn't the nine other ones that came before (laughs) this. Maybe this one, because it's Trump, this will work. And we talked about, again, the rollout disastrous most people like hundreds of thousands if not millions of people on wait lists you could only get it through the apple store there was just it was and even if you were able to get onto the app it was buggy as shit and so this has basically recently sent trump into a fury since now a lot of people like it's now news that how bad this shit is to the point where in this daily beast article they said that someone brought up truth social like just as a like as a topic to just address at this meeting and it wasn't even like oh it, it sucks like the the words were uttered and apparently trump immediately pivoted to just talking about hunter biden's laptop <laughs> he didn't want that's how bad he didn't want to talk about his failure of truth social so let's just look at some num- let's look at some data num- data points here yeah you know i love um, data apptopia who is the people who like really look at all the you know usage of apps and things like that or they have a lot of analytics they said that at its peak Truth Social was doing about 170,000 downloads a day. Now, 8,000 at its like on a on a good on a good day. That's yikes. The app is now just the 355th most popular app overall. That's I think also pretty bad. And I think the big thing too is like if you have an app that's supposed to be a social media platform and you have users that you need to draw in, then you probably want to look at your active user numbers. So they are right around 513,000 active users as of last week. Yeah, that's pretty good, right? Oh, wait, how many is Twitter? Oh, oh, wait, Twitter has 217 million. Okay, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. Damn. But I guess, I wonder if like maybe that's a, like an Apple by iOS bias. Like once Android comes in, they're like, wait till Android comes in. <laughs> and it's going to be 50 million <laughs> off rip. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it, it, it's again, terrible, terrible nosedive for the company. They were going to try and take it like public. And that like all of those dreams are going down the drain because like oh. the company that they were going to team up with that stock price, like first went up and then 
once they heard, like they saw the app, it just went. So that dream is fizzling away. And the big thing that I think is really interesting about these apps, right, is that like once you even get on and it's clearly just like this racist filled circus, like that you're just like, what is going on? Mm. You encounter a lot of the right's most hated concept, censorship. Hmm. Uh, Roger Stone got censored somehow last weekend on the app because he like their algorithm that's like meant to like moderate just like swept up the word salad and was like, this is content warning. And a lot of people have been getting like bans or suspensions or content warnings, which is really odd because that was like the whole reason for them leaving Twitter was just like, I don't want to be censored type shit. But yet here they are like finding themselves in a, you know, illiterate shit posting Thunderdome. And but also as a company with so few people enrolled to use your product, you shouldn't be censoring anyone. You should just be Seriously. like, yeah, be as flagrant as you want to be. Yeah. Like, just please stay on the app. Be like five <laughs> chan. Be, be six chan. They should have named it. <laughs> right. Go go nuts. <laughs> They're really and you know it's it's a hard. This is always the problem, right? Because this this was what was going on in the early days of all the other apps. Is people get bored because people who don't think like them aren't on it. They're in an echo chamber, and the their whole fun. Their whole like fucking identity is based on transgressing mm. acceptable norms for discourse. Yeah, that's their whole that's their life's blood. So when they can't transgress and they're in like this place where it's just everybody agreeing with each other, the juice is gone, baby. Yeah. That's not fun. They want to make some lady who has like a New York Times tattoo <laughs> cry into her NPR <laughs> shopping bag. And that's like the fucking juice for them. Yeah. But because they don't have files? it, I don't huh? appreciate it. So have you been in my closet? <laughs> what are you doing? First of all, I would, more so it's like, well, we all know you got that New York Times tattoo. <laughs> yeah, totally. totally. Just a throat tat. <laughs> so proud of it. It's uh, right on the my paper bicep. of record. <laughs> but like, you know, that's like the thing that's really I, I think they're not quite aware of as a as a people, the conservatives, <laughs> is that they don't realize that their whole thing is derived off of yeah. just being in complete opposition to something. It's not because they actually have their own worldview. It's just like, well, I'm just here to disagree with these other people who I perceive as maybe being happier than me or just different. So I'm angry. Well, and the algorithm has been set for a long time to like already reverberate the things that you're thinking and putting out there. Right. So like they don't really have to worry too much about you know, your sense of community is there on Twitter already. They don't need a second place to go. Right. Yeah. Now they're, they're, uh, it's not so much, not so fun when there's no libs to own. Right. You know, it's, it's like they're, you know, that old Alexander the Great quote is like, Alexander wept because there were no more worlds to conquer. It's like, and, and Jared Kushner wept because there were no more libs to own. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, it's like they realize it's, um, in Trump, I think like, knew probably all along that it wasn't going to work because he did he never posted on it right that's like things that posted like what? once if he turned it into like just the the trump if he, if he named it trump social and it was just his new version of twitter where people could go and see what he would be tweeting i'm sure he'd probably do a lot better but he probably didn't have any confidence in it no he in this article they said he wasn't using it because he wanted it to be a hit first ah <laughs> he doesn't want to get caught trying that's exactly. you know how to be a leader what? Yeah. yeah, well, how to look, start things. that's so Old. funny. He like, you know, Liar the masses. The story about uh, how he named Don Jr. and he was like apparently opposed to it. Is like, what if my, what if he's a loser? I don't want him to have my name. They're like the bar is pretty low, fam. <laughs> yeah, come on. So, I mean, he's 
Yeah, at least he's out there with his use of stimulants, not being a secret uppers user, allegedly, like the mm. president was. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it really is their whole. It's the same thing you see, too, when like the Republicans are in power, like they just don't know what to do with all of it because their whole thing is just kind of like it's all about self-victimization and being like, oh, look, they don't like this now. They don't like that now. And it's it's sort of that same sort of sense of being lost. I mean, clearly they have an agenda that they're they're like evangelicals and titans of industry set them uh, to D.C. with. But, you know, it's kind of like this vibe with them always starting their new places like safe spaces because like the popular ones don't have them it's like people who get like thrown out of a bar and then like they're like yeah well you know what me and the all the other fucking jerks who get thrown out of this nice bar are gonna start our own fucking bar <laughs> and it's gonna be fucking better than this place because we're not gonna do shit like take care of the bar or make sure the glasses are clean and you can drink out of them or that the liquor we serve is even actual liquor and not fucking window cleaner uh, in a Belvedere bottle. That's what we're going to do. And then they get to their little fucked up bar and they're like, yo, this place fucking sucks, man. (laughs) It's almost like you need these things in place to make sure it's a place worth going to in the first place. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. it's just your fucking you know, tantrum sandbox. And it's, yeah. Yeah, they don't know how things work. They know how things won't work. Like, they'll, they're they very skilled at, like, knowing how to subvert democracy, like, how to replace the election officials at every, like, level so that no one gets democratically elected. But, like, once they're elected, they're like, uh... Just kind of want... I was, yeah. I was here for the fucking shit up part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, right. was, I was brought in to destroy the other bar, not create my own. Oh, yeah, I don't know how to build anything. Yeah, yeah. I just know how to knock shit over and, yeah. like, break stuff. Yeah, yeah, I can't build anything worth a fuck. Oh, yeah, because it speaks to my deeper sense of being impotent or powerless because I don't have the imagination or wherewithal to build. I have to destroy. Okay, um, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and let's check in with the Grammys. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Grammys. Anybody watch it? No. Cool. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> there's some stuff that you should have put in your it. refrigerator door. Oh, okay. No, I was going to say, I watched it like I watch everything through uh, my Twitter timeline. Which right, is right. essentially just so it was like, BTS is here. Megan the Stallion. Halsey wore a super dope hat. Right. Oh, oh, Lady oh, Gaga Anderson. helped SZA with her dress. Why was this wearing a tight dress and on, on with like crutches? a nine foot train and crutches upstairs? How she didn't have an act, hand to God, that was a miracle. Like we yeah. witnessed a miracle last night because any normal person would have fallen down and busted their neck. And the right, other totally. thing, Anderson Pack was uh, cosplaying as which R and B star with that wig? I think it was one of the. That Isleys, didn't even come maybe? up in my text group. It was like a bowl cut, straight. Hair. It's like an iconic R and B person's 70s haircut he kind of looks like uh fucking who was tina turner married to ike, oh, ike. yeah 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 it could but that's be. not him trying to be ike turner right i don't it's he's definitely cosplaying as somebody uh right. which i think is getting a little messy like bruno mars was smoking a cigarette while accepting the award i was like that can't be allowed in that theater it was listen as we said last week, we don't really trust the Grammys or yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. 
yesterday we were like, you, you can't really trust the Grammys. Uh, they don't know who to give awards to. It's really about money slash connections. It's a messy award show. <laughs> and that's saying something this year in a year of incredibly messy award shows. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't catch the Anderson Pack thing. The other thing I saw was, uh, the two things that first cropped up on my text threads when people have been like, are y'all watching? And I was like, no. Nah. And then someone's like, President Zelensky is talking. Oh, that happened too. And I was like, oh, what? Yeah. And so I watched it. It's just so, it, I, that, that was like the very, very surreal moment where you have a president of a country who's in the middle of a war trying to fight back a Russian invasion where he's being like, I hope the people of Ukraine know the freedom of those of you on the Grammy stage. And this guy is talk like we're, he's 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 up there just trying to get more people's attention on the atrocities happening in Ukraine, especially like now we're we're seeing this news of like the executions of civilians and and more yeah. and more like credible allegations of like a, assault against citizens from like the Russian soldiers and things like that. That there's like real dark, real shit going on. And then for that to happen in like a room full of people who are like least likely to be plugged into geopolitical <laughs> events, it was just like it felt like he had become a meme in that weird mm. way. You know what I mean? It's like, well, you got to do something woke and have President Zelensky give a quick shout out before Lady Gaga does some <laughs> smooth jazz singing. <laughs> it was like the Steve Steve Buscemi is like, hello, fellow kids. Yeah, it just felt <laughs> odd. Like, you know, it's like it's a very weird emotional juxtaposition of like things. Right. Because like on one hand, people are celebrating their achievements as musicians, as artists. Yeah. And then this guy comes on is like, yeah, man, the world's really fucked up. Just so mm -hmm. you know, like he said something to the effect of the musicians in Ukraine now don't wear tuxedos. They now wear they, they wear fatigues and they now serenade the injured soldiers and like, you know, really powerful, yeah. like about a minute and a half speech he gave. And then just right back into the pageantry it just felt yeah as i say, totally it definitely feels off but there's also something about how i don't know how many people watch the grammys now but this like i know a right. lot of people are avoiding the news just as, in, as, as a self-preservation tactic which mm -hmm. i understand needing to take that in small doses but i also feel like this is perhaps something that we should definitely not be ignoring and so I understand, like, wanting to give that space, but I do think there's probably a better way to bring that in and come back out to our, like, very gaudy paid-for award ceremony. Right. I don't, I don't know how to do that and also maybe, like, launch the show with that. Bit of a downer. Right. But also, yeah. like, before yeah. we get into anything tonight, we want to just Eat wanna... your vegetables first. Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Then have then have just all the dessert you want, like mm -hmm. honoring Louis C.K.'s comedy album. Oh, <laughs> yikes. And yikes. we talked about this when the okay when the I remember when the nominations came out, everyone was like, "Cancel culture, who?" Yeah. Truly, <laughs> Louis C.K. is over over here getting nominated and winning. Okay, and, and then winning Kanye and Marilyn Manson, Kanye featuring Marilyn Manson win a Grammy for their track. Damn. Jail, like jail. You're like, hold jail. on, y'all should be in jail. I mean, I don't look. I don't wish jail on anybody, but you know what I'm saying here. Y'all should be banished from Dude. the good places where people go. Is what I mean to say. <laughs> he was in. That's the thing. He was banished to Ukraine during wartime. Remember that? Where like Louis C.K. was supposed to be performing at in Kiev, like the night of the invasion. 
Oh, I really? I do like, remember that. Yeah. Like the show, like it was one of those things where it's like he was supposed to perform there and they didn't say it was canceled. Oh, and so like yeah. the people thought he was like giving a like a big concert hall performance of comedy as bombs were falling. But I think apparently like it wasn't true. It was like, it was, like, yeah, of course I was out of there. What are you talking about? That'd be funny if like Zelensky plugged him. I was like, my boy, Louis, he visited me during wartime. You should all check yeah, it out. Like, oh, this is all getting fucked up. Now. <laughs> don't don't do all that. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a just kind of a, a surreal moment. And then yeah. you see all of like that weird emphasis, like the Will Smith, Chris Rock discourse is continuing still with people being like, it's not enough. Mm. You got to slap anybody who talks about it. Like, that's a new rule. Right. Like, Why would you bring this up here? And right. now stop. It's over. I'm also like, where's where's your energy for the Grammys, everybody? You know, <laughs> yeah. Where's seriously? Where is where is all the energy for the? Okay, but I'm. That's why you you see people exposing themselves with what they're giving their energy mm-hmm. to. That's what I'm saying. Like Very, Netflix deciding to put his movie on hold, but yeah. getting Dave Chappelle more like uh, specials. Right. Wild. The one demographic that could benefit from like some moral clarity is like the youth. You know, it's like teachers was like, hey, there are consequences for your action, but like not really. Yeah, uh, exactly. So. Exactly. It's yeah, it's so a, a surreal moment. Uh, but I did see Olivia Rodrigo <laughs> dropped her Grammy, one of her Grammys and broke it. So I like <laughs> that's I always like enjoyable. Like that. Yeah. Relatable. Yeah. She's going to get a new one. But I just like just the idea of like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, with so many musicians in that crowd, someone should be able to like re, re- put together the curb theme song. Just like, yeah, see, that's what we need. See, that would have been sick. All those musicians, everyone has kazoos. And you just do these like rousing, like 10,000 person renditions of songs and shit. I see, John, we're already producing a better show for next year. Oh, man. And then. Lastly, I just want to touch on this article I was reading in the takeout that their writer, uh, Angela Pagan, was just pointing out that the article is called Keep These Items Off Your Refrigerator Door. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Hold on. Like, is this a real thing? Now, I do want to say before I, we talk about this, this isn't to say like you'll die if you keep certain food items on your refrigerator door. But it's more so I was educated on what the refrigerator door kind of is. Right. So right now, I don't know what. I guess let me go around. What is every? What do people? What do y'all have on your refrigerator door? Okay, what eggs, items? Butter, sauces, any okay. kind of like drink. You know, lots of cans and or bottled drinks. Okay. Sometimes, you know, if a carton of you know the oat milk might fit in there. Mm-hmm. Parents used to have a fridge that had a gallon milk holder on the side of it, which I was like, mm. brilliant. Wait, right? what do you mean? Crazy. Wait, what's a gallon milk holder? So like the door was structured in such a way that it could hold a gallon of milk in this like square oh, like pop out thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. It's those things. Mm-hmm. Okay, sauces, uh, some some butter, some egg stuff. What about you, Jono? What's on your, so, what's on your fridge? Door? Real quick to clarify, when you said it was on the door, I thought you meant like the the magnets on the front outside of it. It's just saying like <laughs> your fridge doesn't have the right mindset. Hang in there, baby. No, get something like destroy today. Okay, right, right. Start your coffee. <laughs> throw this creamer in your coffee and get going, bish. Uh, it's like that. You're you're you're. Your nephew's baby picture isn't cute enough. Get it? Your milk's going to go bad. That goes to the side yeah. at best. But yeah, the, 
I just keep all, all my condiments are on the door. All my yeah. condiments and a bunch of drinks like uh, LaCroix and, and what have you. Same. On. I'm up. All my hot sauces are there. My salad, my condom, my Japanese cooking sauces that I use to turn up my dishes and things that all goes on the door. Butter. But here's this in- very interesting thing that they were saying that actually things like milk and eggs should not be on the refrigerator door. And I'm not saying should not be because you will die because Mm. shout out to all of us who have been doing this and I'm fine. (laughs) But the refrigerator door is actually the place that offers the least consistent like cooling. That's fair. Mm. So like the second you open it, it's it's getting all of the warm air just Mm -hmm. washing over it while everything that's on the shelves on the like proper interior of the refrigerator. That's where your milk should go. It's where your eggs should go, okay? That's what you need to put that stuff in there. One thing I didn't, then this is an interesting debate, and I bring this up, is this, they point to another article that was all about things that can or can't, don't have to be refrigerated. Ketchup and mustard. Mm -hmm. Are y'all, do y'all put your ketchup and mustard in the refrigerator, or do you live like you see it at the restaurant where that shit is never refrigerated? Mm. Mustards, I tend to freeze. Uh, Barbecue sauces, ketchups. Wait, freeze? Not freeze, sorry. Oh, I put the refrigerator. Like, that would Do be you wild. Have some, you have I some, like my mustard sliced and to like slowly warm up on my sandwich. Oh my God. Totally. Could you imagine? Shaving on rice cream. Just shaving. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like on a microplane? Yeah. <laughs> like dipping dots of fucking of mustard. mustard. Oh my gosh. No, I put it in the fridge and then like barbecue sauces and ketchup and stuff is usually yeah. like in a cabinet. John, you refrigerate your, your ketchup mustard or do you? Yeah. I mean, because yeah. we also like use it. I think with with restaurants, they use like one over like the course of three days. Like I'm using a thing of mustard ketchup over the course of a year and a half. So right, like, right, right. Well, but you know what they were saying? You can still let that shit cook on the shelf. Really? No, it doesn't okay. Have to be. I mean, yeah. that, it's not a good uh, um, indicator about what's in ketchup and mustard that it's able to sit oh, at room yeah, temperature. Yeah, yeah. All preservatives, <laughs> all sugars. <laughs> That's all. It's but it's perfect. Doesn't go yeah. bad. But part of me, like, I kind of like cold ketchup sometimes. Mm, There's okay. something about cold. I'm weird. See, look, I'm, I'm from like, Chicago. I, I don't even touch ketchup. Like, I'm just right. not familiar mm. with her. But the idea of cold tomato paste. It's it's cold cold sweet goo. It doesn't yeah. taste like tomatoes. Come on now. It's just red red su- sugar goo that we put on all of our food. <laughs> Wait, you don't use ketchup? I mean, I know it's absolute criminal to have ketchup mm-hmm. on a hot dog, mm-hmm. obviously. And I know that's where that, that sort of hostility towards ketchup emanates from in the mm-hmm. uh, the great uh, state of Illinois. But is you're, but you're saying because of that, that's generally just puts you off to ketchup all I only ketchup on anything. Like, I'm not a ketchup on a fries, ketchup anywhere mm. in the vicinity. I've never bought a bottle of ketchup. Wow. Justin, um, engineer Justin, also from Illinois, said ketchup is for children. Yes. And you know what? Well, then call me forever young, Justin. So <laughs> that's my secret because I'm regularly spiking my <laughs> sugar levels by just downing cold ketchup. Ketchup is for children, but like, Spiced ketchup is for adults. I have that sriracha ketchup or like those like oh. other like spicier ones that add a, add, add a twist to it. Okay. Right. <laughs> I like a sriracha. Yeah. Yeah. She and I are friends. Wow. And then Justin, I'm guessing you don't use ketchup either at all. Okay. That's fine. No. I don't. We're barbecue people. Yeah. Sauce. Yeah. 
Oh, so you'll okay. So wait, you'll swap out barbecue for ketchup context items, like? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Barbecue sauce on fries. Yeah, yeah, burgers. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, good. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't. Know, is this the difference of brown sugar? Now I'm thinking like what goes into ketchup versus brown uh, versus barbecue sauce. Get a little molasses. Depends on how you make it. You know. Okay. Yeah. It's tastier. Yeah. Look. Fine. I'm. I. I can. I can handle that. I can handle that. <laughs> I mean, not even to say I was even like you don't use ketchup at all. But I shout out to people who are just built like that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike me, I picked up a horrible habit from this kid I went to school with, who would eat every bite. Like when we would go to like McDonald's or wherever, In and Out, every bite was at least two packets of ketchup. Ew. Inundating the burger. With ketchup, every bite was just like two packets per bite, and you know we would get high. So like, I also was like, man, this person's leading me down the wrong path. I'm like, yeah, shit, look good as fuck. And I and it took like like years later, someone I was dating to be like, you have to stop eating a burger like that in front of me. And this wasn't even Her Majesty who I'm married to now. This is someone else who was looking out for me. Shout out to you, who was just like, that's not a good look for you. And I was like, okay, you're right. Maybe I do look like a child who didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you look like someone who grew up without, like, where ketchup was completely banished from your home and you fetishized it as a result. And I'm like, okay, that's enough. Your to, dad you know. left when he went to go get out some ketchup and never came back. <laughs> oh, no. And that's why, okay? That's why I'm like this, Alexis. You see that? <laughs> now, please leave me alone. Uh, all right. Well, that's that's a little bit of truth for everybody. Jono, thank you so much for stopping by today. Uh, always a pleasure having you, man. Uh, where can people find you and follow you and uh, where can they see you? And what's a tweet that you like? You can follow me on at John Ozelay on everything. Basically, I'm on TikTok now. I uh, got a new I've been posting videos from my albums. Therapy's getting some traction on there. The kids connecting with the youth. Um, you can get my album at uh, bible.recipes you can catch me i have a monthly show where i'm actually doing my album release show on april 11th in los angeles if you live in the area uh it's the yep. blind barber secret show in highland park um go to barbersecretshow.com for that and uh, or you know as i said bible.recipes and uh, a tweet i really liked it was uh in the in the i know it's too, too bad to, to talk about it now but when it actually happened uh about the will smith slap my friend Andrew Slater, who also has an album coming out soon, you check that out, is if comedians got slapped every time they made an old movie reference, then 90% of the people I follow on here wouldn't have teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me too. Well, that's all I know. I yeah, only know old movies. We only that's, know movies. That's fine. That's all I know. That's yeah. all I know. Oh, shit. Um, Joelle. Hey. Thanks for being here. Thanks yeah. for hanging out. Hey, you know, I, I'm I'm starting to make my way through the Marvel movies and movies <gasps> in general. I'm catching. I just saw Dune over the weekend. Oh, wow. my gosh. That's just. Oh, my gosh. Man, sound Beautiful. design fucked me up. Yeah, and it won the award. So, you know, it was good. Dude, I'm I'm sorry. I'm nine months late to this conversation. But that one, the King's Guard people, those mercenary yeah. people. And like they had that like one dude be like, beer, boy, beer, boy, beer, boy, beer. <laughs> that shit. I was so high. I've got like child freaked out. Like, I had it felt more scared of a scene. Like, the last time I was scared like that by a movie, I was, like, six years old. So, oh my all right, God. Have you seen the Batman yet? About to. That's next. Oh, get real fucking high for that and enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. And I even saw, I saw two Spider-Mans. You know, I'm trying to get, I'm trying hey. to put that work in right now. Miles, almost you. ready for the See big Tom time. Bone. I can't wait. You have to have all yeah, these yeah, conversations. 
I know. I feel like while you're here, I should just start. I should just crank them out so like I can be like, "Yo, what happened in that movie?" Yeah, so we have a conversation. <laughs> we have a conversation called, at the end of this week. I'm ready. Our new podcast called Three Years Late." Joel, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, thanks again so much for being out here uh, again. Where can people find you? Follow you? What's a tweet that you like? Um, I'm Joel Monique. You can follow me all over the internet at Joel Monique. That's J-O-E-L-L-E-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. Because of Jono's, um, you know, Bible.recipes, I was trying to find the site and I stumbled upon something called justapinch.com, which has something called a scripture cake. My favorite thing about this recipe is that all of the items are listed as Bible verses. So you have to go read the Bible verse to figure out what the item is to put in your scripture cake. Amazing. The dedication, the the opportunity to learn while you're making something is just Mm. truly truly brilliant and inventive. So if you're interested, you can go find that at justapinch.com. Two tweets I like. Reductor said, wow, this woman asked her coworker to cover her shift without sending a six-paragraph essay explaining why and how she can make it up to them. A beautiful (laughs) and succinct tweet uh, that all women will understand. It is so hard to ask for a favor. And then (laughs) Mary Wilson at The Mary Wilson tweeted, I forgot I said something. And my child turned to me and said, my hippocampus wasn't big enough, so that's enough school for him. And <laughs> the way children will just blame you is so brutal. Oh, <laughs> shit. Neuroscience. Um, that's great. Some, some tweets I like. Uh, first one is from Zach McKee. At McKee Zach tweeted, there's a difference between being happy and being distracted from sadness. Very, very Shut good up. point. Don't Just hit me with that. that. I'm not prepared mentally for that. <laughs> hey, morning. but you know what? When you realize that shit, you have to be so honest with yourself. <sighs> and that's the hard part is because typically we distract ourselves from being sad because the other part is like really trying to honor whatever our actual needs are. And that shit can be jarring for a number of reasons. So I don't know. I felt that in my spirit and then another one from megan gailey at megan gailey just tweeted because i felt this one because our teams are not in contention anymore in the playoffs mm. uh, not that the lakers really can do anything but tweeted with the pacers out of the playoffs i will be dedicating myself to jaw and the grizzlies mm-hmm. so jaw rastafari i see i think i, I look it's gonna be them or the bulls that's why i'm, that's why I'm <sighs> come on you better root for my bulls until they're out okay? <laughs> and you know what i well, probably we need should all the help because we <laughs> my family's from chicago and uh, shout out to Bald Mamba, you know, Caruso. <laughs> my king was just out here really hustling, working every day. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's one of those like things where it's like, you want to feel old? The Bulls have been longtime underdogs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, like when I'm like a parent, I'm like, you know, the Bulls actually used to be, when, when I was a boy, the strongest team in the land. <laughs> They're like, oh, my God. Shut up about the bulls already. <laughs> anyway, so uh, you can find those things there. You can find me at Miles of Gray on Twitter and Instagram. Also, check out the basketball podcast. Miles and Jack yeah. have mad boosties or got mm-hmm. mad boosties. Sorry, let me use the proper title there. Wherever you get your podcasts and also 420 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandra. Um, you can find us at Daily Zeitgeist on Twitter, The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes! Thank you. Uh, Where you can check out all the articles we talk about as well as the songs we write out on. And you know what? I just want to go out on some Billy Cobham. Billy Cobham is, you know, one of the great fusion jazz drummers. And I would kind of just, I first got into it because I was just like really into people just shredding on drums. And then... But then fusion has like this weird uh, calming feeling. 
And that's what I think we need on this Tuesday, some calming music. And this track is called Siesta slash Wake Up slash That's What I Said uh, by Billy Cobham. Just oh, a nice happening. jazz fusion track. Real calm, real easy. Again, more background music. You don't need to, don't, don't turn up too hard yet. It's still early in the week. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you later to catch you on the trending episode. Until then, we'll see you later. Bye. 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 What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is Sheep Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.